Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And also taking a look at uh, stories that made headlines um, the, today. Uh, John Chlope, Judge John Chlope, to become first South African judge to be impeached. The final step in the process entails President Cyril Ramaphosa removing Chlope from office. And we saw that happening with the, you know, the public protector the last time. Is it becoming a culture? This impeaching. I mean, we saw Donald Trump going through the same process. Few months later, or should I say a year or two later, he's campaigning to be the president for another term, or should I say, to be the president again? Does it really? It's just a big question mark. I'm just throwing it out there. But anyway, what's your take in that regard where Judge John Clope has been impeached? Finance Minister delivering his 2024 budget speech today. And uh, those that drink alcohol, yes, spirits, we're looking at about 6% increase. So. Yeah, it's like what? 10 rand? Yes. So if your gin and tonic was costing was costing <laughs> 200 rands. <laughs> Careful. Next time you go to the shops it will most probably be 275 rands. Um smokers I laughed at the hubbly bubbly bit. Now, hubbly bubbly and electronic cigarettes also, they're going to be highly taxed. So that's something that's quite interesting. And taking a look at other stories as well, the DA losing the latest CADA deployment court bid. And of course, we also saw uh, Dr. Managumana and Tabo Besta back in court um, this morning. Yo, Tabo Besta, that's another, yeah, no, they need to make a movie out of that one. I'm speechless. 12 minutes after 10. But coming back to what is more important, that's our mother tongue. So every year on the 21st of February, the world celebrates International Mother Language Day. The Minister of Basic um, Education, Angie Mutsecha, uh, today was in East London where she was addressing the International Mother Language Day conference in commemoration of the day. And today we are looking at the importance of mother tongue in our education sector. How do we infuse it? Have we lost the plot by engaging in English and sidelining what has always been our way of communication as Africans, as South Africans with our 12th um, official languages and of course I'll give you the 12 official languages and also the breakdown of which dialect um, has a higher percentage of communication but to introduce the conversation I think I must also leave it to experts Dr. Kolisa is online that's Dr. Kolisa Guzula Senior Lecturer in Applied Language and Literacy Studies in the School of Education um, from University of Cape Town is online. Good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Bertha. Uh, good evening to the listeners. It sounds exciting, but in the same breath, very complex. Will I be- <laughs> yes, it <laughs> it is complex. Let me listen to you first. No, I was about to say and leave it in your quarters to say, how then, how do we infuse? How do we get our children to embrace our mother tongue? 
Um, first, I think it's important uh, to distinguish between mother tongue education and mother tongue based bilingual education, which is what uh, Minister Enji Mochecha was launching today. Mother tongue based bilingual. Bilingual is important. Um, mother tongue education, um, when we think about mother tongues, uh, mother tongue is the most familiar language or languages that the child brings when they begin formal schooling, right? So it's a language that the child has spoken at home with the people around them and in the community. And usually when the child comes to education in school, teachers need to build um, their teaching um, on, on the foundation of that mother tongue language that the child has learned um, at home. So, for example, for English speaking children, um, they could, they learn their home language at home, they continue learning it at school until university. And it is the same thing for African speaking children. They learn the mother language at home, they continue with it at school, and they continue with it at university. But an anomaly is happening in African languages where the children learn their home language at home. School begins a little bit in the home language for the first three years. And then the children must switch to English only education in grade four. And this is the majority of the children in the country who must switch language in grade four and have to struggle now trying to understand concepts that they are learning in science and maths um, because they are having to switch um, over languages when the English and African children are not switching at all. Mm. So I think, therefore, um, if we want our children to continue learning in their home languages plus English, we need to have, um, we already have a policy, for example, of, of 1997 which promotes multilingual education. We have that policy. Now we have to get it implemented in the schools because currently what's happening in the schools is the apartheid policy where the children were switching to grade four. But the post-apartheid policy doesn't require the switch to grade four. But we are not implementing our own good policy that we are having as a country. So, you know, I was just looking at the stats, um, you know, in, in terms of the numbers, percentages of which language is spoken the most. So over the years, there have been, you know, debates about uh, the relevancy of mother tongue. Well, South Africa, we have 12 official languages. We've got Sipedi, Sisutu, Sitswana, Siswati, Chivenda. Uh, Chitsonga, mm. Afrikaans, English, Isindebele, Isikosa, Sign Language, and Isizulu. So 2023, the you know research was conducted, and the stats revealed that Isizulu is South Africa's biggest language spoken by 23% now of the South African population. Isikosa is spoken by 16%. Afrikaans is spoken by 13%. English is spoken by uh, 10%. Sisutu, uh, Salebua, 9%. Sitswana, 8%. Sisutu, 8%. Chitsonga, 4.5%. Isiswati and Chivenda, 2.5%. Isindebele, 2%. Now, in this case, then, because I'm just trying to, you know, talk, think about the feasibility. Because on paper, it most probably sounds exciting. And I am, or trust me, I'm an advocate for Venek language because I, I notice, especially where the elderly people are concerned, if you take your child home 
and your child has to have a conversation with the elders and your child is just speaking in English. It's just such a discomfort. It is. Um, so you are thinking about the feasibility. Um, but we already have mother tongue education in, in the foundation phase, Bertha. All found most, let me say, most foundation phase classrooms in the townships and in rural areas begin by having children being taught in Isizulu, Sisutu, Sibedi, Chitonga. It is only when they get to grade four that that, that um, opportunity to learn in their home language gets taken away. Mm. So we are already doing it. Number two, when children switch to English medium in grade four, teachers already see that these children do not understand English. So they switch back to mother tongue because the children do not understand in the classroom. So the teachers have been teaching actually in two languages orally to the children in the classroom. Mm. But the problem has been the, the assessment. The assessment is done in, in English only. When the oral language communication in the classroom, the explanation of concepts is happening in two or more languages. So what, what we are trying to say here is that teachers have been doing this and they have not been stupid in doing it. They've been looking at the um, situation of their classroom, the situation of their learners, that when they speak English only, the learners don't understand. So they switch, what we, we, they use the word code switching, we use translanguaging, they translanguage. So they've been doing it for years. Um, they did it for us too. So what happens then, because now the learners have to write in English, maybe they do not have um, enough English vocabulary to only um, answer questions in English, only trust Ex themselves in English. Sometimes they understand the question, but they cannot express themselves fully in English. So what is happening now, what, what the minister is trying to uh, get um, educators to understand is to, that, is, is to ensure that assessment is also done bilingually, so that assessment matches the, the language of teaching and learning. And that textbooks that get published become bilingual or multilingual. So, so that it, it must be a norm to have a textbook, uh, a science textbook that is written in Isikosa in English, in Sisutu in English, in Isizulu in English, in Chitonga in English, in Chivenda in English, so that the learner is exposed to both languages simultaneously um, to, to be able to learn through them. So now there's a difference then between mother tongue in education and mother tongue based bilingual education. Our goal is to have the children uh, being proficient in more than one language, because we understand that it's important for the mother language to, for the children to use it, to draw on it as a resource for learning, for meaning making. But we also understand that English still holds power in society, that English um, is, um, is important, is an important language for economic opportunities and for wider communication when you go outside of your context. So therefore children need both languages and that it should not be an either or. It should not be either English or mother tongue. It should be both English and mother tongue. This is what we are aiming for. So, I mean, we've 30 years of democracy. 
how far do you think we've i mean have we have we made uh you know the right decisions are we are we getting there in in terms of what you are trying to achieve or you know as a country what the education system is trying to achieve well, uh, we 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 got there in 1997 by 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 having a policy that promotes multilingual education. It was there in 1997 already, but what we didn't get right was the implementation of that policy. So it has never been implemented, except in pilot studies, because those of us who are, who are interested in bilingual education and multilingual education have been, uh, you know trialing multilingual education, researching it, trying to find out what happens to learners when they get exposed to learning in both their language and English. And so research is showing us that children tend to do better when they have access to both languages rather than one. So now we are having to, from today, uh, Minister Angie Mostecha launched bilingual education. What it means is that we have to start already next year with grade four to ensure that the learners are starting to learn in both languages. It's 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 very late, 30 years after, but we are happy and excited that finally what we've been fighting for is starting to be recognized. What teachers have been doing is starting to be legitimized and that learners are given opportunities to learn in both of their languages and to, to so that they can be creative so that they can um um they can make meaning of what they are learning in the classroom mm. it's 23 minutes after 10 and uh, we are talking about why is it so important to rethink what's meant by mother tongue? And I do have my guest online um, helping uh, helping us analyze. The lines are open. That's 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. Or you can send us a voice note on 0614104107. That's 0614104107. Has it been working? Um, and how have you navigated with your own children, if you have any children that are in school at the moment? And I, the beauty about this conversation is is really getting to understand how it is done and how it, you know, it is being implemented. And online, I do have uh, Dr. Kolisa uh, Guzula, senior lecturer um, in applied language and literacy studies in the School of Education from University of Cape Town. I've got uh, Lake in Durban. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Okay, I think I'm going to give Lake just a minute there. We're going to oh. talk to him in, in just a few seconds. We'll also be taking your voice notes on the other side um, if you do send us your voice notes. Now, coming back to you, um, Doc. So, have our books already being, uh, you know, like your tutorial books, are they already coming in, in, in the two languages, which is, of course, your home language or your mother tongue and in English? Uh, well, uh, you know, publishers will publish only when they hear an, an announcement from the DBE because they they follow what the DBE mandates for schooling. So um, for a long time, the DBE uh, expected publishers, expected children to learn in English in grade four. So publishers produced books in English. Now the DBE today 
announced that we are going to have mother tongue-based bilingual education. And um, Dr. Mbude Mehana today implored the publishers to produce books that are bilingual, books that will assist with bilingual education for our children. So my guess is that now publishers have been listening and that they will start creating the materials we uh, according to 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 um dr mbude this year is the year of preparation so um it means that publishers must start thinking about publishing books that are bilingual of course there are books that have been published over time um like we we have some multilingual uh, dictionaries done by different publishers. We have some textbooks for math and science that have been produced by Cambridge University Press and other publishers. So we we have those, we can start using those textbooks, but there are a lot more of multilingual materials that need to be made to assist with this. And also talking about, you know, preserving our family culture. I mean, I'm sure I would like to believe there are so many um, reasons why we have to so that we preserve our culture, because if we if we don't engage in our in our home language or in our mother tongue or implement it where it's supposed to be implemented at school so that, you know, it is easier for a child or for whoever is in school to say, okay, fine, this is what they mean in English, because, you know, with English, it is your second language at the end of the day. It, It just sometimes complicates things. What would you say are some of those, you know, values that will preserve if this is impl- implemented implemented as quick as possible? Um, language is linked to one's culture and identity. It 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 it's linked to um, a sense of of knowing who you are and where you come from and your traditions. So if we continue to use African languages, then we are um, instilling to the learners uh, the value of their own languages and cultures and identities, that they do not need to pretend to be someone else. They do not need to be like um, English people, you know, because we are not wanting to emulate the English. We are wanting to be ourselves. And like you said earlier, when the children have to go home, there are a lot of things that they need to engage in. We do uh, our ceremonies at home. Um, we've just had a season of, of initiation in the Eastern Cape. Our boys who grow up in the suburbs, when they go home, there's a lot that they need to learn because staying in the suburb and speaking English only doesn't help them to connect with the people and and the culture. And we know that culture gets passed on from generation to generation for the cultures to live, to continue living. So if they do not learn those things that connect them to the cultures, it becomes difficult for them to even associate with the culture itself. Um, So I would say that therefore, in in some way, it will assist um, us in getting our children to know who they um, they are. I think um, at the beginning of our um, freedom, people were excited about say, taking their children to multiracial schools and so that they can learn English. And 
in such a way that they, they were marveling at how good their children can speak English, but not looking at the downside of it when the children are not able to speak the languages of the families. But now I think there's been a call, I mean, from the students themselves who were at universities around 2015, who were saying that um, now that they've been at these Model C schools, they realize that there's a lot that they don't know about themselves. Um, they don't have a sense of, of history of who they are of culture, of their own identity, because they have been made to assimilate in the schools where they attended. Now they do not want to assimilate. They want to show that even though they, they, they are open to learning English, they want to also show that they, they have their own cultures and that we, we want to show our differences as well. I've got uh, Lucanio in Rivera. Uh, good evening, Lucanio. Welcome to the show. Lucanio, welcome to the show. Okay, I'm not so sure what has happened to Lucanio. I think we'll just give him a moment or two. Um, let's go to Lakane Durban. Good evening. Welcome to Night Talk. Lake? Okay, something is definitely up. Hopefully it's not lot shedding. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, talking about, uh, you know, mother tongue education and uh, why it is important that, you know, our children are given that opportunity or should I say rather even given the choice to say, I do understand in English, but most probably I will understand better if whatever is presented to me is presented in my mother tongue. Because, you know, it's always much, much easier anyway when you, you know, when you speak your mother tongue, especially because when you speak at home, your mother tongue, then it just becomes even much, much easier, you know, when you have to uh, engage uh, whether, you know, wherever you are, schooling wise, understanding the processes, understanding the theories. I think it just becomes a little bit much better. And I'm speaking to our guest, that's uh, Dr. Kolisa uh, Guzula, Sidia Lecturer in Applied Language and Literacy Studies in the School of Education from University of Cape Town. Let's try Lake again in Durban. Good evening. Welcome to Night Talk. Uh, good evening. Thank you very much, Peter. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Loud yeah. and clear. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Thanks. And it's good to have Dr. Kuzula there at the studio. Uh, I think you've covered uh, the issue of education in terms of bilingualism and all that. That's why I grew up. This uh, is Zulu being my home uh, language and then English being my second uh, uh, language as well as Africans, but obviously Africans was almost a third or fourth language. Um, I'll come from the other side where we are saying that we must promote uh, the culture of the different uh, cultures in South Africa and also that will assist in terms of uh, being able uh, to manage diversity, uh, social cohesion, uh, as well as uh, racial integration, which seems to have been lost uh, somewhere along the way in government uh, policies. Personally, I think in terms of uh, the languages, I, as I uh, am a Zulu-speaking person, I would have loved to see Sisutu uh, being my second or third uh, language uh, at school so that I can be able to understand and be able to converse in Isisupu. Uh, and then the other languages such as the Venda and Shangan can be optional as well for me. Uh, 
Uh, and what is discouraging when it comes to the language uh, issue um, is that uh, we <laughs> ran ahead in, of our time at some point and we wanted to teach Mandarin, uh, which is a Chinese language, uh, over and above even our own languages, including, including uh, the exclusion of um, uh, sign language. Uh, I think I'm saying that let's have also a discussion over and above schooling to say how do you promote uh, diversity and racial integration uh, in our country, which includes also uh, ethnicities. Thank you very much. Thanks, Lake. I think let's, uh, let's squeeze in Lucano in Kebeha uh, before uh, we wrap up our conversation. Go ahead. Good evening and welcome to Night Talk. Good evening, Bertha. Yes, go ahead. Um, thank you very much. I just, I, I'm, I'm currently reading um, something from the DBE. Um, it's, it's what we call, I'm a teacher, by the way, um, it's what we call a chief marker's report based on um, um, the, the metric results that were written last year um, by, by grade 12s for life sciences. I just want to read an extract. It says, language remains a barrier to second language candidates. Some do not have the vocabulary to explain questions properly and lose marks because their word choice changes the meaning of their answer. The use of mother tongue question papers in the trial examination helped, the, helped them understand, but it, was disadvantage, it disadvantaged them in the final examination as candidates must now write in English for the first time with no help. Um, but this, the question that you are dealing with um, this evening is very important and very crucial to the to the progress of our learners and to their Oh, so he was saying a very, very pivotal point. So that's Lucanio. Um, maybe I should I should leave it to to you, Doctor Tolisa. It's an important point uh, that uh, Lucanio is raising um, about uh, the fact that, uh, well, I think it, it's it's it can it, it's arguable the the thing about not doing well when you write in English, because I think they. What we are talking about here is that assessment should be in both languages. So children, if they they get assessed from grade four onwards in two languages, then there is preparation for writing an assessment in English only at some point. But this is not what we wish for, of course. Uh, It would be great for our children to still have a bilingual question paper like the African children have, because they get a a question paper in English and Afrikaans, and that they should be allowed to answer some questions in one language and some questions in another language, um, uh, depending on how how they can express themselves, how freely they can express themselves. So the question of assessment is a very serious one, which is why assessment, I think, today came up as one of the major contributions um, of the speakers, especially Professor Magalela and Professor um, um, uh, Reddy from Chetty Chetty from the, the, the DBE. They talked about assessment being bilingual and that um, that it's important because that which you assess is that which gets valued. So if we assess in both languages, then it shows that we value both languages and that the children will have had years of preparation from grade four 
by the time they get to grade 12, they'll be able to take an assessment in mm. two languages. And in any case, also, uh, we know that in the Eastern Cape, um, question papers were piloted um, in like, you know, when they write the, they write the prelims, the metric students write prelims in September before they actually write the final exam. Those, the, the, the prelims were, were made available in Susutu and in, in um, Isikosa mm. for the students to, to practice. So that doesn't stop them because they are also learning English as, a, as, a, as, a, as an additional language, yeah. by the way, Dr. that Connie, should assist. Yeah, I'm unfortunate. I'm sorry I had to just interject there, but I think, you know, it is so important important and I also wanted to just squeeze in Lucano just before I wrap up our conversation. I think I've just uh, overstretched my time by quite a bit. But I, in, in the meantime, I, I really would like to thank you so much for joining us this evening and sharing. Let's hope next time when we have a conversation, you know, a public announcement will be made and, uh, you know, we, we, we get things rolling because it does, make, yes. it does make a lot of sense. But thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, Peter. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Lucanio, just uh, to fi- uh, conclude, to finish off, um, you know, you, you, we, we got cut whilst you were finishing off your point. No, I was, uh, thank you very much, Peter. I was, I was just saying, um, it, it's, it's, I, I do understand that, you know, parents in schools, they, they, want their learn, they want their children to learn English because it's this language of upward mobility, it's the language of commerce and so on. But research does indicate that home language the benefits of home language education, that it's very important that learners learn in a language that they are able to understand in order for them to be able to make a link between the meaning and, and um, what they are learning. And so it becomes very important because, as, as Dr. Kuzula has said, the, how teachers teach right now is they use a mixture of languages through code switching and through translanguaging. And that also needs to come, and that also needs to re- be reflected in the type of assessment that we have, that our learners cannot only be assessed in a language, which is a second or a third language that they use. So yeah. that's all that I wanted to say. Thank you. Important point. Thank you, Lucanio, for, for, for sharing your views. And, um, well, we're talking about why it is important to rethink uh, what is meant by mother tongue education. And it seems like... Uh, we seem to be, I haven't heard anyone who has come across, maybe somebody feels differently to say, no, most probably there are certain challenges. Look, your point is your point. Your view also is, uh, you know, is welcome. You can always send us a voice note. Of course, um, on the other side of the hour, we'll be taking your voice notes. That's 0614104107. And moving to our second important important conversation at the ballot box. Straight talk with the IEC um, about May 29 elections and I'm going to be talking to Michael uh, Hendrikse, Western Cape head of IEC and we'll take a small break. When we get back, we continue with the conversation.